Amen. That was awesome. Focusing on the truth of those words as we sing is incredible. Well, thank you again for being here this morning. So uh, we are starting out the year doing some checkups. So last last week, uh, we did a spiritual kind of personal inventory, if you will, and we gave ourselves a spiritual checkup to see how we're doing as individuals in our walk with the Lord and the changes we may need to make uh, to better pursue Christ in 2022. Well, this week, uh, we are going to shift our focus to looking at ourselves collectively as the body of Christ, as the church, and where we are in pursuing uh, the vision we believe that God has given us um, here at Kernan. And so uh, this, is, this is something I really want us to kind of set a precedent for to do every January. So moving forward, I think every January, it'll be good for us to kind of just pause and uh, take a moment to kind of evaluate, right? To do some self-reflection and evaluation and see where are we personally, where are we corporately as a church in terms of our pursuit of, of God himself and through the vision he's given us. And so uh, if you're a guest with us today, or if you're new to Kernan, uh, this is very different than usual. So you're not going to hear the normal kind of sermon uh, through a text that I would preach on any given Sunday. Uh, but that's okay. On the flip side today, this is a great way for you to learn a lot about Kernan and, uh, and see if this is maybe the church that God wants you to be a part of. You're going to get the full scope uh, today. Or it may have a reverse effect. You may leave here and be like, these people are crazy, right? I'm not coming back. Uh, but either way, uh, why don't we open with prayer and let's ask the Lord to bless us as we uh, discuss who he wants us to be. So would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for the truth that we just proclaimed together. Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah you have set us free. And Lord, because we are your people who have been set free, because you are the king of kings, you are alive, and you rule over us with all authority, I pray that in light of that wonderful, amazing truth, that we would align our hearts with yours, that your Holy Spirit would do that in us, that you would transform our thinking transform our habits, transform our behavior and everything we do to better align with your truth, with your authority, with your power that you have over this world, the reality that we live in. God, help us and show us as a church today what that looks like. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, my family and I went to Atlanta uh, for Christmas and to spend some time with my immediate family. And so we, we took the kids to a museum, a science museum there uh, outside of the suburbs. And uh, inside this science museum, they had this really nice big planetarium. So I don't know if you've ever been in a planetarium before, but it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of nice. It's a great place that you could easily take a nap, right? Because uh, you're just leaning back all the way, looking up at the star, you know, the pictures of the stars. I mean, it's really nice. Uh, but one of the most amazing things about this planetarium experience 
other than the fact that my kids were relatively good uh, and sat through it for the most part, except our one-year-old, he got up a couple of times, but they loved the show, right? Uh, One of the most amazing things, though, about this, this experience was as we're watching this movie on this really amazing dome-shaped, you know, uh, ceiling or whatever, uh, we're, we're seeing the stars and, and we're seeing the planets. And, and I could not, I, you know, just thinking back on that, I can't get over the fact that those, those planets that God created are fixed and, and set on their rotation and revolvement around the sun. Like, it, it, it is amazing to me that all of the planets in our solar system revolve around the sun on a certain fixed path. Like over and over and over for millennia, these planets just keep steady on the same path around the sun over and over and over. And why is that? Well, it's because God himself has established rules, right? God gave those planets fixed rules. He gave them order, right? Because of eternal scientific truth that he created and established for them, their paths are certain. They are fixed. They can do no other, no otherwise, right? They cannot go off their path. And that's incredible. If you think about it, the consistency, right? The, 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 the certainty of the truth, that scientific truth God established that still holds today. You see, God has designed the universe with these scientific certainties. And we experience them every day. But maybe we don't think about it much, but we don't doubt them, right? They're just so common to us. I mean, who really goes to bed thinking, I, don't, I hope the sun rises tomorrow, right? You know, or who, who's, who's debating with someone in a cafe somewhere like, I, I don't know, man, I'm not sure the earth is going to make it all the way around the sun this year, you know? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some kind of weird conspiracy theorist out there who would say that, right? But we know that God has established absolute truth. He has established scientific truth and certainties that we probably just take for granted because we don't really think about them that often unless maybe we visit something like a planetarium. So I would say that it makes sense that if God established fixed certain truths to order the material universe, wouldn't we say and believe that he would also establish fixed certain truth to order the spiritual world? The psalmist in Psalm 119 attests to this. Listen to this. Verse 89 through 91, forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Not just the scientific truth that God established to order the material universe, but also your Lord, your word, your powerful word is firmly fixed in the heavens, your faithfulness endures to all generations, you have established the earth and it stands fast. 
By your appointment they stand this day for all things are your servants. All things are singing the praises of God. All things that he created are living in motion as he has set them. And as they revolve, as they rotate, as they follow the path that God has set for them, they bring glory to God even though they are inanimate. So this is telling us that God's word, his spiritual truth, is just as fixed, is just as certain as his scientific truth that we wouldn't question or doubt. Charles Spurgeon's commentary on Psalm 119, it helped me see this, and in it he says, he says this, if the earth abideth, the spiritual creation will abide. If God's word suffices to establish the world, surely it is enough for the establishment of the individual believer. So what that means for us as a church, and I want you to get this, when we come together, when we come together as a church, all of us, God's people together, we have something to celebrate every single Sunday. We have the power of God present in our hearts The one who set the planets on their paths is setting our hearts on his path as well. We're we're living for something that is certain because your life is rooted in something that is as sure as the rising of the sun. So today and next week, see, as we talk about our vision as a church, I want you to know that what we are really talking about is how to faithfully pursue what is certain while navigating through the uncertainties of our context and our culture. That's that's really what we mean when we say a vision for a church. In other words, how to pursue faithfulness to the Lord and obedience to his fixed word while applying those truths to ministry in our ever-changing world. So when you hear the word vision, that's what we mean. That's what our attempt, that's what our aim really is. To see, right? We call it a vision because what are we trying to do? We're trying to see spiritually where God wants us to be and who he wants us to be and what he wants us to do. So we have a vision statement here at Kernan that we adopted uh, two years ago. And it really summarizes this effort of us trying to pursue the certainties of God in an uncertain world. This is what we aim to do. Kernan exists to glorify God by making disciples who worship with authenticity, walk in community, and witness as we go. This statement is very important to the life and the health of our church because not only does it describe what we intend to do as a church, it also encapsulates the teachings of the entire church in the New Testament as a whole. You know, in what we call the Great Commission, in Matthew 28, Jesus tells his disciples that now, as he returns to heaven and leaves them here on earth, they continue 
right? The disciples were to continue this redemptive mission of salvation. They now go and make disciples based on what Christ had already accomplished through his death and resurrection. So Matthew 28 tells us, right, that we should go therefore and do what? Make disciples, right? That's, that's the main thrust of this commission. It's making disciples. And so as the disciples make more disciples, the question then becomes, what kind of disciples should people be? What is the New Testament church supposed to look like? Well, when you take the collective teachings of the New Testament, what you end up seeing over and over are three recurring themes, right? Inside the people of God. You see disciples of Jesus, the church, are called to, number one, worship God, right? Number two, walk with God in a personal relationship, but not alone, right? Alongside other Christians and, and Christian community and alongside your fellow uh, Christian friends and believers. And number three, to also be a faithful witness for Christ in this world as you go out and live your life. So what we see in the New Testament collectively is what brought us to this statement we own now as a church, worship, walk, witness, that's it. Those are the three themes recurring for the church. And specifically here at Kernan, we have added these descriptor phrases to these three words in this statement because we want to emphasize how we should do these things, right? We don't want to just worship out of some kind of religious obligation or habit. We want our worship to be authentic, right? So that's why we say we want to worship with authenticity, not just going through the religious routines or for the wrong, wrong motivations or because we're trying to please our spouse or we're trying to please our grandma or whoever, right? We want our worship to be real and sincere between us and God. We want to walk in community. Right? We want to grow and walk with the Lord in our faith, but not alone because that's not the way it was designed to be by God himself. God created us for each other. He created us for community. We need each other as Christians. This world is too difficult for any one of us to try to go at it by ourselves. We need godly Christian friends walking beside us, arm locked in arm, ready to face what Satan and the world has for us as challenges. Nobody is in this alone. We have to walk alongside each other. And lastly, we want to witness as we go. So as we go where? Well, as we go out and live our everyday lives. We want to live on mission. We want to be a faithful witness to just be part of who we are. We want that to be so ingrained in our mindset and our nature that we're always looking for opportunities to speak to someone, to ask someone how their day is going in hopes that we could have a conversation with them that ultimately would lead them to Christ. It's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. But we also want to spread the gospel throughout our own nation and internationally through st strategic mission partners and efforts as well. That includes that. So I hope you see what I mean, though, as to why understanding this vision statement is so important to the life and the health of us as Kernan Church, because it summarizes who we believe the Bible is teaching us to be, and it also articulates how we want to pursue that truth. So that's the big picture, right? 
So, I mean, I, I started in space today. All right, so let's bring this down to earth, literally, okay? <laughs> let's, let's make this more practical. So to help us understand the practicalities of this vision and to evaluate where we are and how we're doing, what I want us to do is something very different today. We've never done this uh, here at Kernan. I want us to look at this vision today first from the perspective of someone who is visiting our church for the first time, all right? Now, if this is your first time here, <laughs> then you're, this is great because you're going to get to see exactly what we would hope would be true uh, for you if you get involved here at Kernan. We would love to have you, so you're going to get a sneak peek of, uh, of behind the scenes, I guess you could say, right? So, so here's what we're going to do, okay? So you should, you should have found this laying in your seat today. So everybody have a card. <clears throat> Hopefully you haven't already waddled, uh, put your chewing gum in it. <laughs> if you did, just grab one next to you. All right. Okay, so everybody take out this card, all right? Now you're, it, you can see it has two sides, right? So on one side you have a chart or a diagram. Okay, on the other side you have our core values. All right, so next week we're going to be looking at those core values, but this week we're going to be looking at the chart and the diagram. Now if you do have a pen uh, or a pencil or something to write with, go ahead, or a highlighter or whatever. <clears throat> I don't know if anyone actually carries around a highlighter with them, but if you do, bring it out. Okay, now's the time. Uh, to bring out some kind of writing utensil. Okay, so to do this though, what we're gonna do, we're gonna walk through this, okay? We're gonna walk through our vision practically. How would, and we're gonna answer this question, how would someone new to Kernan experience this vision, right? So this is, this is what we say the Lord is telling us, who we believe the Bible is telling us we want to be, who we should be, how we should do ministry, right? So then, okay, if someone's new to Kernan, what does that mean for them? What would that look like, okay? All right. So let's say this, this visitor, this person checks out our church maybe on our website or the internet. That happens a lot, by the way. People, uh, most people from what we seem to, to, to see, people who visit our church look at our website first, okay? And so they, they see... Uh, the, the times and all that and they come or, or maybe they were invited by someone and they never went to the website. Either way, both things happen, right? They show up to worship at 1030, all right? So the first people, the first people they will see and talk to are the members of our first impressions team. I guess what that means. We're trying to give off a good first impression. And so we have a team of uh, volunteers who work really and do an awesome job every Sunday of greeting people as they walk <clears throat> into our uh, doors and onto our campus and, and answering questions people may have, right? So that FIT, right, the FIT fit, that's first impressions team on the far top left side of your card there, okay? So from the very first moment that they step inside this building, essentially a process is beginning, right? From the very first moment that we greet a new person into the building here, we should have in the back of our minds, we should have the end goal. Okay, now what's, what's the end goal, right? Well, that hopefully, and this is thinking far ahead down the road, I understand, but you have to think far ahead down the road, right? That hopefully 
assuming that this is the church that God wants this person to be at, right? So that's part of the equation, right? Is this where the Lord wants you to be? The hope would be eventually that that person would come here and join our fellowship and be discipled, specifically that they would be a disciple who does what? Worships with authenticity in their hearts, walks in community with other believers, and then is equipped to go out and be a faithful witness as they go and live their lives. See, that's the end goal for every single person who steps foot on this campus. That's, that should be our mindset, right? So those three big words at the top, worship, walk, witness, those are the ultimate progression that we want to see everyone at Kernan, new or not, Everyone at Kernan should be worshiping in a way that leads you to want to walk deeper with the Lord, that leads you in a way that, want, that makes you want to witness and share about the Lord with others. So, our adoration for the Lord is where it starts, that leads to worship, that leads us to walk, that leads us to witness. But it's our ministry strategy that is going to be the vehicle that carries us structurally and formally on this pathway of discipleship, right? So typically, the first vehicle, we'll call it, of ministry that someone will experience here at Kernan is the worship service. In other words, when someone visits our church for the first time, most likely it's going to be at the worship service. So that's the first blue box you see at the top left, right? So this is the space, right? This is the space where we come together weekly as God's people to do everything we've just done today, right? To, to worship him through song, through the reading of scripture, <clears throat> through the preaching of the word. Some Sundays we'll have baptism. Some Sundays we celebrate the Lord's Supper. We give in our offering weekly, right? The worship service is our vehicle to worship God with authenticity. And so who is responsible for leading that charge? Well, it's the staff, of course, the, and, and me as a pastor, but it's our worship team, right? Our worship team, and that, that's not just the musicians and the singers, by the way. Our worship team has three parts. I don't know if you knew this, right? But our worship team is the band on stage, but also our AV team in the booth. What's up, guys? Everybody turn around and wave at our AV team. They are awesome, and they do a wonderful job. They keep all of this running, right? And it looks so great, and they do a wonderful job. Our ushers. Our ushers are scattered around sitting down. Thank you, ushers, for the wonderful job you guys do every week. So, so this worship team are the volunteers here at Kernan that really help you and it, make, and it makes it easy for you to worship God with authenticity, right? So thank you, Kyle, by the way. Uh, Kyle does a wonderful job of leading our worship and our worship team. Uh, and I believe this vehicle is one of the strongest ministries and the healthiest ministries we have here at Kernan. Absolutely, without a doubt. But here's the thing, you cannot truly be discipled here at this church, hear me out, it's great that you're here, and I'm so glad, and I'm not saying that you know, flippantly or facetiously, we're glad that you are here in the worship service, but if the worship service is as far as it goes in this progression for you, if this is the only experience of church that you have on a weekly basis, I don't see a way for you to actually be discipled. 
I don't, see a, I don't see a pathway for you to really grow in your faith with other Christians and other believers as not Kernan designed it, but as God designed it throughout the New Testament, as Paul articulates in his letters to the churches. I don't see that happening if the worship service is as far as you get because you're missing out on two-thirds of the New Testament teaching. You're missing out on the, the walk part and the witness part that we equip ourselves and train ourselves to be better at, part of the vision here in the fullest sense of those words. So for that first-time guest, let's, let's go back to that, right? For that first-time guest or visitor who's, who's stepping in onto our campus for the first time, all right, they come to the worship service, the worship team leads them to worship, right? And what's their next step? What's their next step after attending the worship service? Where would we want them to land? Where would we try to steer them to become a part? Well, it's the community groups, right? That would be the next step in the progression or the pathway of discipleship here at Kernan, to move from the worship service to actually being a part of a community group. You see, community groups are the spaces and, I like this word, launching pads here at Kernan for true Christian community to be formed for friendships to be made. Because no one is going to live in biblical community, which means you know holding each other accountable, praying for one another, serving one another, just experiencing doing life together, right? No one's gonna want to do that unless they are friends with the people they're trying to do that with or supposed to do that with, right? Because no one wants to open up their heart to someone they don't really know or trust. And that makes sense, I don't blame you. So community groups here at Kernan are the primary designated space for those Christian friendships to take root and then to grow. And the CGLs, right? You see that word in red there, CGLs? That stands for community group leaders, right? So those are your leaders on Sunday morning. They lead and they serve the group throughout the year with teaching God's word and, and organizing uh, service projects and and really developing that sense of friendship among the group, right? That's their job. Now, I want to be clear. We're not saying that community groups are the only space to get to know someone in the church, right? The, definitely not. We're not saying that. But it should be the primary place. So what I mean is, if that's not happening anywhere else, it should definitely be happening in your community group. You should be friends with the people in your group, right? Now, I'm not saying that's easy. I'm not saying that it doesn't take work. Absolutely, it's gonna take some work and effort. And yeah, you're probably gonna have to like get out of your comfort zone a little bit, but that's okay. We're all here messed up together. And I say that seriously. Like we're all here struggling with sin. We're all here struggling to make it through this world, but we are all here together, united by the blood of Christ with his power, amen? So open up yourself to others. Let them into your life. Now, notice I called community groups a launching pad, right? That's because when friendships in those groups are being formed, other really awesome stuff begins to happen in the church organically. Like, for example, it was in a community group that the desire to start a prayer group uh, began in one of our community groups and was formed. And now uh, we have a women's prayer group here at Kernan that meets uh, on Mondays and real prayer ministry is happening and real friendships are deepened outside of the community group. And you know what? That's cross-generational, right? That, there's all ages uh, who, who come together in that, in that small group of, 
of women who have decided, you know what, we want to do something even outside of community group to, to further this, this ministry and this, uh, this heart that we have, right? For example, another example, one of our community group leaders is, is now discipling two guys in his group every Saturday morning. That's not on Sunday morning, it's on Saturday mornings. It's outside the group, but it was formed by each of them being involved in the group and getting to know each other through the community group, right? So do you see what I mean? Community groups are the places where friendships begin and take root, but they're really strengthened outside of normal church hours. You know why? Because you're friends. And that's when the organic Christian community really starts to bloom. All right, back to that first-time guest, okay? By this point, they're not a guest anymore, right? By this point, they're not a guest anymore because they're involved in a community group. They're attending worship weekly. So what's their next step in this pathway of becoming a follower of Jesus uh, or a stronger, deeper follower of Jesus here at Kernan? Well, it would be to live on mission. So part of the ongoing purpose of our community groups is to mobilize its members to live on mission, to witness as they go. So this includes, but is not limited to, serving a local mission organization throughout the year with your community group, right? But also outside of community groups, we have church-wide efforts throughout the year to be involved with uh, missions and spreading the gospel and praying, right? This could include praying for missionaries we support or giving to our offerings we have to support those missionaries like we just did, right? With Lottie Moon and the church, you guys gave over $10,000. It was incredible. It was amazing what our church did <clears throat> together collectively as one and just the prayer and the, and the dedication. I thank you for that. Right, And eventually, we do want to go uh, on actual mission trips. We're not quite there yet, but we do want to go and visit. Uh, we have a partner in Slovenia, and we want to go and, and minister to them and love them and help share the gospel there. We want to do these things and other places around the world as well. Uh, we're just not quite there yet. Plus, I'm not sure with travel restrictions if it's even possible right now exactly. But, but that's the goal, right, is that we're moving in that direction. But also, being a faithful witness to the people, not just in that regard, but just in the circles of influence in your life, right? If that person who originally walked into the doors of Kernan for the first time, if he or she is now making disciples, then praise God, that's the goal. So do you see it? Basically, we want to make disciples who are equipped to go and make more disciples themselves. That's, that's really what this is about. This isn't about us pursuing some kind of, oh man, this looks great on paper. Oh, that's cool and exciting. No, 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 no. This is about people coming to know Jesus Christ, repenting of their sin and turning to the Lord and serving him faithfully to the point where now they're excited to go out and win their lost friends to Christ. It's a process. It's a pathway of becoming a disciple, of strengthening your walk with the Lord so that you want to bring others as well to the Lord. So those top three blue squares or rectangles on your chart there, those top three vehicles of ministry, those are the catalyst vehicles for pursuing our vision of making disciples who worship, walk, and witness. So I hope you see that progression. Now, while that is the basic pathway, right, that correlates to our vision, that's not all. As you see, there's more. There's some more on the on the chart here. There's really 
uh, there's more really, really important aspects to this ministry strategy uh, we have here at Kernan. So if you'll notice in the blue rectangle uh, there on the right-hand side called Equip, so that's Kernan Equip. That's what I just announced to you uh, earlier about the starting back on Wednesdays with our senior adults in the morning, our co-ed class for all ages uh, at night, right? And our women's class at night as well. These are Kernan Equip classes. What is Kernan Equip? Well, we named it Equip because we want it to live up to its name. It's a ministry here at Kernan, primarily on Wednesdays, that equips you to guess what? To live and walk with the Lord on a deeper level and to witness for the Lord in your lives. So community groups, the primary objective of community groups is to come together, learn about God's word on Sunday mornings, absolutely, but also to live in Christian community. So Kern and Equip then is where if you want to go even deeper, right? If you want to take it to another level and go deeper in your study of God's word or learning about the world God created and how to witness to people and how to walk and learn about his word on a deeper level, that's what Kern and Equip is for. And so if you want to do that, absolutely everybody's welcome to do that. We're not saying everybody should necessarily do it, but we would love for everybody to do it, if that makes sense. So Kern and Equip is a wonderful ministry uh, here at Kernan, and I'm excited to see how it expands in the future. So the, then if you look at the middle of the page, you see Next Gen, right? So our Next Gen ministry is, as we like to say, from diapers to diplomas, all right? So this is from the very start of your life all the way until you graduate uh, college or high school or whatever. So Next Gen <clears throat> ministry is preschool, kids, students, college. And guess what? Here's the really neat thing about Next Gen. I don't have to spend a lot of time today explaining to you our ministries here because I already have. And what I mean by that is our next-gen ministry is simply a manifestation of the greater vision of the church as a whole. We want to teach our kids and our teenagers and our college students, we want to teach them how to worship with authenticity, walk in community, and witness as they go but next-gen ministry is doing that in a way that is understandable and relatable to them at their appropriate age. So next-gen ministry is just a subset, a manifestation of the greater vision of the church in age-appropriate ways. On the bottom, you'll see Kernan Central. Kernan Central is kind of the logistical engine that keeps uh, all these other ministries equipped to run efficiently. So that includes our staff here at the church, uh, our deacons, our finance team, our Kernan Safety Awareness Team, we call it KSAT, right? So that would be essentially the uh, summary of who we are at Kernan and what we strive to do. So the question I want us to answer now uh, for the last few minutes here is, is more personal, okay? And this is a quick question, and then we're going to move on to, to a final question. So here's the question I want you to answer. Where are you? All right? So we're doing a, this is a checkup, right? Last week we did a personal spiritual checkup. This is a church-wide checkup today, okay? So that's what we're doing. Where are you on this pathway of discipleship? And what I mean by that is, whether you've been at Kernan for two weeks or you've been at Kernan for 20 years or somewhere in between, all right? What I'm asking is, where are you actively attending or participating. Now, not, not serving. We're going to get to that in just a second. Not, I'm not asking where are you serving, like if you teach kids. I'm saying where are you as an adult 
Where are you actively attending or participating on this chart? So I want you to take what you have to write with and I want you to circle the blue rectangle that you are actively attending or participating in. You don't have to show this card to anybody. Don't show anyone your answers. Remember in school you had to hide your answers? All right, you can hide your answers, that's okay. Circle the blue rectangle where you are actively attip, uh, participating or attending, all right? So if you gave to the Lottie Moon offering and you pray for missionaries and you really seek to live out your faith in the world like truly you know in your own heart, then yes, circle missions. If you come on Wednesday mornings or Wednesday nights to equip classes, circle equip, right? <clears throat> okay? Now, last question. How are you helping others become disciples who worship, walk, and witness? How are you helping others, not yourself, how are you helping others go through and move through this pathway of discipleship here at Kernan? In other words, where are you actively serving? So I want you to underline, all right? So you circled where you are, now underline the places where you are helping others move, right? Now, when we talk about serving in the church, I just want to point out, we should all be praying and giving. That, that's, those should be a given, right? But I don't want to undermine uh, their importance at all. We should all be praying. We should all be giving, absolutely. But beyond those two things, where are you serving tangibly? Now, I do want to make a note that here at Kernan, uh, we do require you to be a member to serve on our specific teams that we've listed here on this chart. Also note that community group leaders are not the only ones serving in community groups, right? So if you attend a community group, you shouldn't expect your leader to do everything. You should be asking your leader, how can I help, right? How can I help organize a, a fellowship or hanging out together? How can I help organize this baby shower that we're going to throw? Whatever it is, right? Plan mission projects, those kinds of things. Community group leaders need your help. So if you are helping them, then you can circle that, right? Or, or underline that, I should say. So I love Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, because it really encapsulates, I think, our aim and our goal as a church, and really should be every church. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, listen to this. Paul says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, <clears throat> the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. All of us, the whole church, are supposed to be working for ministry, right? For building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, right? Christ is the head of the church. We are growing together, right, as we each pull our own weight towards him, not towards some idea or a philosophy or a person. We are, we are driving towards Christ, right, from whom the whole body, verse 16, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Next week, we're gonna discuss 
our core values and what they really mean for us. But here's how I want us to end this discussion today. No matter how long you've been here at Kernan and no matter where you are right now, I want you to answer this question. What's your next step? What's your next step? For some of you, maybe it means becoming a member. Maybe you should become a member of, of this church and, and really commit to being a part of the family of God in this local manifestation, right? And so we offer a new members class essentially called Discover Kernan, right? This class is gonna be later in the spring and we're gonna offer this and, and we would love for you to attend. Anybody can come and check out and see what Kernan is really about. And if you, if you think this is where God wants you. Maybe your next step is to join a community group. You've been attending the worship service for some time now, and you know what? It's time. It's time to really make a commitment to walk alongside other Christians in the faith as we're called to do. Maybe your next step is to talk to a leader today about serving in the church. There's a Christian author and speaker named Danny Franks. He says this, that the church members, the church members should serve where really three things intersect, passion, skill, and need. So in other words, hey, listen, you may be really passionate about singing and we may need somebody to help us sing, but I'm just gonna be completely frank with you. This isn't American Idol, okay? Like we're not trying out to see who, you know, is hitting the tone. Like, listen, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And we understand, right? But hey, you may have a skill, you may have a passion and you may say, you know what? I do have an ability to help with kids ministry. I do have an ability to greet people. I do have an ability to walk around and make sure that this campus is safe and secure so that we can worship freely. If you have any or something I didn't even mention, right? Anything on this list. If you have those skills and those passions, and if we have that need, wherever those three things intersect, that's where we want and need people to serve. So hey, what? here's the thing. I got great news for you today, all right? Our staff is in the lobby. Our staff is gonna be in the lobby, okay, today, right after the service. And here's what I want you to do. They're gonna have some little cards, all right? So if you are interested in serving here at Kernan, if that, if that is your next step, now, I know some of you are already serving in two, three, four different ways perhaps, but if you feel like, hey, you know what? I really feel like the Lord is calling me to invest my time and my commitment to serving here in this body of Christ that I love. If that's your next step today, our staff is gonna be in the lobby as you exit the doors, and so, so don't hide from them and go out the side doors, okay? <laughs> go out these doors, right? They're gonna have these little cards. It's real simple. You just fill out your name and... We have a little section that says skills and passion. So just write down the skills that could be used here in the church that you have, right? If you're good with computers, write that down, right? If you're good at talking to people, write that down. Write what you're passionate about. Just jot down a passion or two that you have that you would love to be used by the Lord. We want to know that, right? So if you're interested in serving on one of these teams, talk to our leaders today, right? You'll see on the screen uh, the people who are going to be out in our lobby, our staff, so our first impressions team, Katie Clifford, is going to be out there. She's going to be ready to talk to you and answer any questions you may have about serving. You'll see uh, our worship team, Kyle, will be uh, out there. He'll talk to you if you want to join the band or the audiovisual team or be an usher and help collect the offering. You talk to Kyle today, right? Our uh, next-gen team is represented by, by Jessica. She'll be out there talking to you about what it means to serve in next-gen and what that looks like. And then our current and safety awareness team, KSAT, or 
we have a, new, a newly formed team we're forming called uh, KPAT, <laughs> the Kernan Property Assistance Team. Uh, you see the, the rhyming here, right? We're, we're just trying to make everything rhyme. Um, so KSAT, KPAT, whatever you want to do, right? Talk to Ronnie Tittle. He can get you hooked up with ways to serve the church, uh, whether it be with facilities or uh, just making sure the property is safe for everyone. Man, how amazing is it, though, right? How amazing is it that, that God, a, a God big enough to keep the planets on their paths was humble enough to come to earth and die for us. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection is the reason we can do these things. It's the reason we're here because it is truth that is certain and fixed. I want to close with this. Lamentations 3, verses 22 through 24 says this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The reason we can have a church, the reason we exist as the body of Christ is because the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. Because we have something that we can take to the bank. We stand on certain fixed truth on a God who does not change. He is the head of this church, Jesus Christ, and it's for his glory that we want to do all these things. What an honor and a privilege to be a part of something like that. His people, his family. If you have questions or you need to talk to someone more today about what it means to follow Jesus or be, uh, be a Christian or be baptized, I would love to have that conversation with you. I'll be out in the cafe while the staff talks to others about serving in the church and what that looks like, answering your questions about joining a community group, whatever it may be. If you have a question about salvation, please come up to me. I'll be in the cafe. I'd love to talk to you about that. And we could talk to you about what it means to follow Jesus with all your heart. Thank you guys for being here today. I'm excited about not just the year 2022. I'm excited about moving on far past 2022 and what the Lord is doing as he makes disciples who then go out and make disciples. That's really what it's all about. So let's pray together. We're gonna to close with a prayer. We're not gonna sing a song today to end because Kyle's out there in the lobby. But we're gonna we're going to pray together and close out today um, and come back next week as we look at our core values and see the principles that are gonna keep us on this pathway. All right? Love you guys. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that you have come to this earth. You humbled yourself to die for us in our place. And it's that power. It's the power of knowing that we belong to you, that you purchased us with your blood and that you rose from the grave and you have the power over life and death. Lord, it's us knowing that we belong to you, that you've purchased us, that we through you working in us and your Holy Spirit have that power and through your word. Lord, may that be our motivation as a church. As we pursue this vision that you've given us, as we strive to become the people that you created us to be, together as one, united, a faith family. Lord, I pray that you would bless us and help us. And may we fall to our knees and truly say, Thank you for already doing everything, 
helping us personally, saving our souls, and walking alongside this church for the years and years, Lord, that it has existed. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you have carried this church to where it is today, and we believe that you will carry it on beyond today. But Lord, it's not us. It's not our power. It's not our wisdom. Lord, we have nothing to give except our hearts to you. It will be your power that carries us on so that people may come to know you and live for you, Lord. So God, help us to be disciples who make disciples. Let us fully commit to that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you guys. See you next week.